It is good to be with you today, and I am glad to see you. Uh, it has been such a strange four months, and uh, here we are with face shields and face masks trying to sing through them. Actually, that worked pretty well, don't you think? Uh, I, I thought standing in the front, uh, it sounded uh, better than I expected, and I'm grateful for that. I've never preached in a face mask before. Um, we'll see how, how that goes. It's... Uh, kind of strange to me. Uh, those of you who have been watching the, the sermons on video will understand this. It's strange to me to not have uh, my fish right behind me and my tomato plants that have been growing, uh, preaching out of the home studio in, in my greenhouse. Um, but this is better, and I'm glad to be with you today. Now, um, one, uh, one other announcement for you. Uh, we got a call from a writer for the Christian Chronicle, which is a national Church of Christ newspaper. They called this week and talked with me about uh, what it's been like for our church to go through this pandemic. And so uh, there will be uh, uh, a uh, story written up about us and several other churches uh, here probably in the next week or two. So we will get that, the link to that out on email uh, as soon as that comes out. Uh, as part of that, they have asked for a couple of photographs of our assembly today. Uh, I told uh, the, uh, the writer that uh, this would be our first assembly back together, uh, at least some of us. And so they asked if they could get uh, uh, some pictures. So if you uh, know for sure that you would not like to be featured in uh, a national newspaper uh, or on the internet where anybody in the world can see it, if you would rather not be in the picture, please tell me or Ryan Ferguson uh, right after we're done, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that, yeah, yeah, make sure you're looking good. <laughs> good job, Well, Get your hair fixed, yeah. Uh, just tell us, and we'll, we'll make sure your picture doesn't appear there. We'll blur it out or something, okay? So let, let us know. Uh, we want to, uh, want to honor uh, your preference there. Uh, one of the churches that I believe she said will be featured in that article is the church in Detroit that's had it really, really rough. They've lost several members to uh, the coronavirus and uh, they've had uh, just a lot of problems in the medical system in their city because of so many people being sick. They've had it a lot worse than we have. So uh, keep our brothers and sisters around the country and around the world in prayer. There is a lot of difficulty uh, in some places, and we have not had it as bad as, as some places have. This is a joyful day for us. We're able to be together. We sang a few minutes ago, sing and be happy, and we are happy, and we've been able to sing together, and that's, that's, a, that's a blessing. Uh, it's also a sad day. Because we have uh, many of our brothers and sisters in this church who would like to be here today who cannot be with us. And so we grieve that we cannot uh, be fully together. Uh, many of them will probably uh, watch or listen to this service and this message from their homes later on. And God bless them as they listen. We've been grieving a lot recently. Uh, some of us have known people who have been sick uh, some people uh, have, have died, uh, not, you know, as many in our community as in other places. And we're grateful that we've had it easier, but we still grieve uh, across, the, across the nation. We grieve for uh, graduations that have been messed up. We grieve over grandparents and grandchildren unable to be together as much as, as they should be. We grieve over businesses and schools that have had to close and that are still trying to figure out how to function or reopen. We grieve over many people being out of work. This has been a hard time, and there's no denying that. And it is right for us to grieve uh, about these, these difficulties and these, these burdens uh, that we feel. 
We sing songs of joy together. We also sing songs of grief together. We walk through both joy and grief together as brothers and sisters in Christ. And our God walks, with both, uh, walks through both with us. So as we have sung out of our joy this morning, let's also take a minute to sing out of our grief and out of our frustration. And let's lift our worries and our concerns to God for just a minute. So I've put together just a brief uh, medley of, of three songs, songs of lament uh, for us to sing together to God uh, this morning. And so if you know these songs, uh, sing with me. Be with me, Lord, I cannot live without Thee. I dare not try to take one step alone. I cannot bear the of my soul I cry out from the depths of my soul I cry out Lord can you give me have mercy O God from the depths of my soul I cry out in the midst of the sea I cry out in the midst of the sea I cry out
worship God in the name of Jesus. And so that, that's how you start a church. And the, the church was doing well, but it, it had just been going for a very short time. And then some of the, the Jews in the, in the area, some of the Jews who did not believe in Jesus, started uh, to become jealous of the new church's growth. And they began a riot, and they got a mob together and went searching for Paul. They didn't find him, but that night, Paul and his ministry partners had to escape the city uh, by cover of, of darkness. Because of persecution, Paul was torn away from these new believers in the city of Thessalonica. He was torn away very suddenly. About four months ago, we were torn apart from each other very suddenly. The little book of 1 Thessalonians in our Bibles is actually a letter from Paul to that brand new church in Thessalonica after they had been separated for a little while. We think it was probably just a few months after Paul had had to leave their city that he wrote them this letter. I'd like you to listen to some of what Paul wrote about his sudden separation from this young church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 17. But, brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did, again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Well, Paul says his separation from the church so suddenly was like being orphaned. Uh, his family was, was just taken away. I, I know I've, I've felt that way a bit, being suddenly cut off from you all. He says his separation from the church was a separation in person, but not in thought. And the same is true for us. We've been separated in person, but not in thought, not in our hearts. In our hearts, we've been together all along. Paul wanted to get back to Thessalonica, but he wasn't able to. Satan, he says, blocked his way. You know, sometimes God lets Satan have his way for a little while. Maybe that's to demonstrate the ultimate futility of Satan's attacks, because the worst that the devil can do can never overcome those who trust in God. If we trust in God, we will outlast the devil every time because our God is faithful. He helps us. And then in verses 19 and 20, Paul gives this tremendously tender thought. What is our hope, our joy, and the crown in which we will glory when Jesus comes again? He says, it's you. It's you. You are our glory and joy. You know, that's kind of how parents and grandparents talk about their children and their grandchildren. You are our crown. You are our glory and our joy. It's how teachers talk about the students they love. You are my glory and joy. And it's often how we feel about one another. Because, you know, on the first day of eternal life, our glory and joy, our crown of victory as we stand before the Lord is not going to be merely that we ourselves made it to heaven. You know, that's going to be good. 
But that's not going to be all of our crown. But our crown will be these people that we love who are also there in eternal life whom we've helped perhaps to get there. When you're standing before the throne of the Lord and you see someone you love in the church standing before the Lord and the Lord smiles upon them and welcomes them into eternal life and knowing you are part of the same church together and then in some small way you, you helped them get there and they helped you, that will be our joy and our crown. That's how Paul felt about this church. This is how we often feel about one another. In chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, Paul goes on, he explains that he just couldn't stand not hearing how the church was doing, this brand new young church. So he sent Timothy to go and check on them. And then, and then Paul writes in verse 6, chapter 3, verse 6, But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. I think I'm going to give up on trying to fix this mask and just leave it like this. <laughs> it just keeps sliding down. I think if I didn't move my jaw, it would stay. Yes. Timothy had been sent to see how the new church was doing. It was safer, apparently, for him to go back to Thessalonica than for Paul to go back. And Timothy brought back good news. The church was doing well. This brand new, very young church, they were persisting in faith and love. They, they missed Paul just as he missed them, just as you and I have missed one another. And so Paul is encouraged because their faith endures. As long as they're standing firm in the Lord, he's fine. He just needed to know that they were doing okay. I think we can see ourselves a bit in this text. The situation Paul was in and that this new church was in uh, is similar in uh, some ways to our situation. So we have no idea what is coming in the weeks ahead. It's, it's too hard to predict. Maybe the virus will get worse. I pray that it won't. But if it does, we may be asked to stop meeting together again for a little while. I hope that it doesn't turn out that way. I'm praying that the situation will continue to improve in our county, in our state, in our country. And we'll get back to normal before too much longer and have no virus to be concerned about anymore. But whatever happens, I want us together and individually to be diligent in the kind of prayer that Paul prays in verses 9 to 13. Look at how Paul prays for this young church that he loves. And when you pray this week, pray for the church like Paul does. In verse 9, 
He thanks God for the church and for their faith. He's filled with joy because of them. So when you pray, thank God for the church. We take great joy in one another. In verse 10, Paul prays that he may see the church again soon and continue to teach them, supply what's lacking in their faith. Pray that we all may be able to be together soon. We're helping each other grow in the Lord. Being together helps with that. In verse 11, Paul prays for God the Father and the Lord Jesus to clear the way for him to come to that young church. Pray that God will clear our way as well. In verse 12, Paul prays for the church's love to increase and to overflow for each other and for everyone else. Pray that God would cause his love to grow in us and just keep on increasing and increasing until it overflows not just to the church, but to family and friends and co-workers and fellow students and the whole community. So our love overflows for each other and for everyone else. And in verse 13, Paul prays for God to strengthen the church's hearts so they may be blameless and holy when Jesus comes again. Pray that whatever happens, God will so work in us that when Jesus comes again, we'll be ready, blameless and holy before the Lord. We love one another. We are grateful to be able to be together today. And others will join us by watching online and listening to the lesson online as they have opportunity. We celebrate together today. We also grieve together today. We're full of joy, but there's still sorrow, too, until the Lord makes everything right. We love one another. And so, my friends, let's be diligent in praying for one another. Pray for the church this week. Give God thanks. Ask God to continue to help us. Ask Him to help us stand firm in the Lord. Now let's close this lesson together uh, with a prayer based on uh, Paul's words of prayer for the church in Thessalonica. Let's pray. Our God, how can we thank you enough in return for all the joy that we have in your presence because of our brothers and sisters in Christ? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see one another again and supply what is lacking in each other's faith. Lord God, we pray that you, our Father, yourself, and our Lord Jesus Christ would clear the way for us to come together. Would you, Lord, make your love increase and overflow within us for each other and for everyone else, just as we, in fact, do love one another. Would you strengthen our hearts so that we will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Lord God, would you hear this prayer, as we, this ancient 2,000-year-old prayer, as we lift it up for one another today. Not only those who are present, but those who uh, are in their homes uh, sharing this time with us uh, today. Lord God, bless us, help us, guide us through this time. We thank you that we can be together, some of us at least, here today. In Jesus' name, amen.